You are now listening to the Gundog Notebook Podcast, hosted by Darrell Smith, with Paulus Ruger and Honeymoon in Vegas. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Gundog Notebook Podcast, guys. I need to uh, go down the list of a lot of stuff that's been going on uh, this month. It has been a long, wild, and crazy month. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of amazing things have been happening. I've been extremely busy, and uh, there's just a lot of changes going on, uh, you know, in, in, in the Gundog Notebook world, right? So, you know, first and foremost, I want to go down and just give my shout outs and, and everything and just really express just how much of a blessing this whole thing is. Um, but... First and foremost, you know, I want to start off with uh, Dakota 283 Kennels you know, and, and, and thank Greg Cronkite for always supporting what I'm doing, um, you know, and really just continuing to push the bar and, and make innovative products. Um, I want, I need to give you guys an updated promo code soon, so I have that for y'all, um, you know, pretty soon, probably the next podcast, that's my goal, and uh, also... If you are in the Las Vegas, Nevada area, go check out Greg at the um, uh, at booth one 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 four one. Okay, at the National Hardware Show. All right, that's in Las Vegas, Nevada. That will be uh, starting today. Matter of fact, uh, May seventh through the 9th. and he should have some new products for you guys. I'm not going to be kennels, but. Like I said, I'm always just really impressed with what Greg is always up to with Good Ideas Inc. Um, he will be uh, showing you guys a Rain Wizard 50 gallon rain barrel in addition to some Savannah planters. So go check that stuff out. Um, you know, Dakota 283 is just always up to something new. Greg is always up to something new. Good Ideas is always up to something new. Go check that out. Um, Lion Country Supply. Yo, <laughs> those guys have always had my back, you know, have, have been avid listeners uh, to the podcast, and I really, really, really appreciate all the support that I get from them, um, and, you know, come to find out, you know, speaking of houndsmen on this podcast, you know, you can get all of your tools and all your supplies, whether whatever kind of dogs that you need, um, need to take care of, so also... With Lion Country Supplies, as we were talking about Dakota 283 Kennels, um, how about how about this? <laughs> Since I don't have a promo code for you guys yet, you can still save 10% on the purchase of a Dakota 283 G3 Kennel um, all the way through June if you purchase it through Lion Country Supply. So while you going ahead and buying all these other dog uh, products and, and running up that pocket, all right, go ahead and throw a G3 Kimmel in there as at the uh, end and, and check on out with them. All right, so that's the code of 283. It's Lion Country Supply. You know, uh, both of those guys have just been phenomenal in my development and, and really supporting what it is that I'm trying to do. Now, let's talk about Northwoods Collective. All right, guys, I done met Jake Terry. He will be... Um, you know, doing some doing the uh, work with Endless Migration. All right, he'll be over that segment. And uh, Jake is just a really, really cool dude, really great guy, always busy. He's, he, you can tell he's a thinking man. He's definitely, definitely, uh, you know, just 
TikTok, and when you meet him and shake his hand, you, you know why he's, he's running endless migration. Um, definitely about business. I, I've seen many of his photos and all kinds of stuff that he was doing with endless migration, but it was just such a pleasure to finally shake his hand uh, while we were up at the uh, Yukonuba event, which I'll tell you later on about. Um, also with Northwoods Collective, uh, Morning Thunder, check that out. Okay, it's turkey season now. I know y'all trying to get your bags in and stuff like that. So check out Turkey uh, Morning Thunder Hunt if you need the inspiration, if you need some insights, whatever it is. Okay, um, also Project Upland. Now y'all know this is my favorite part of it. Um, Project Upland is always up to something new. Just like I said, Jake Terry's a thinking man. Um, he's Northwest Collective. Um, AJ DeRosa is always up to something. Chet Hervey is always up to something. So now what we got, I need y'all to go ahead and subscribe to it, is the Upland Interlude, all right? It's just kind of like a weekly update stories, articles and stuff, kind of help you get through the week. You know, dog training, uh, hunting articles, uh, just the whole gamut of things. And it's, it's updated all the time, every week. So check that out and uh, you know, as I was kind of scrolling through there, there were some uh, crow hunting articles that were really, really, really interesting. So check that out. Nobody really thinks about hunting crows. I don't know if, if you do. I'd love to talk to you about it because I ain't never hunted crows before. Um, and, I, and I know that really challenges, you know, the stigma of crows, I guess. So anywho, um, check out Project Upland's uh, Upland Interlude. It comes to you email and stuff like that. Go ahead and subscribe. Now, the big one, the big one. I've been talking about these changes and stuff like that coming to the podcast, and this is one of many. But, um, Yukonuba, Yukonuba dog food. These guys, if you guys have not checked out my social media, I'm pretty sure you have by now. You know that I was up in, uh, up in uh, Ohio, you know, hanging out with a whole bunch of dog trainers, a whole bunch of guys, guys that I never thought I would meet in the world. You know, pro Chris Aiken, um, you know, Brad Arrington, um, you know, just, man, I could go down the list. Um, Edgar Castillo, um, Jared Moss, just, just a lot of people that I just really, really, really admire um, on social media, people that I looked up, looked at um, for trialing, you know, Shannon Nardi from Super Retriever Series, she was there, just everybody. So anyway, you can do, but, um, oh, and I did meet Anthony Farrow. Um, I keep going down the list. <laughs> so sorry if I don't shout you out. I mean, um, it, it's just a lot of Gypsum Creek Retrievers, uh, Standing Stone Killer. Just, it was the whole gamut of folks. Anyway, I could go on and go on and go on. Yukonuba uh, called us all up there to give them some insights on some research and development for, uh, you know, new performance feed for bird dogs and gun dogs, retrievers, all of that stuff. Um, and really show us how they do their research and just being totally transparent. You know, I kept saying that while I was up there to them. Um, I really, really, really liked the presentation that they gave. 
Um, it was a whole boatload of information. So I want to encourage you guys to, you know, purchase their performance blend, their uh, uh, premium performance blend 3020. Um, man, I just can't speak highly enough. I got my dog transitioned on it. Um, and it's just made a world of difference, you know, for what I want to see out of my dog. Um, you know, it, if you guys need more information, please hit me up. Um, that's definitely a company that I've been very familiar with over the course of my, you know, my life. My granddad always told people, my granddad fed it to his dogs in the past. And, um, you know, they're just making a huge, huge, huge leap into the upland and bird dog and retriever world. So I will be, uh, I, I'm planning on keeping you guys updated with the progress. The more uh, Vegas and Ruger get transitioned into that food. Um, again, Jake Terry was a very, very good resource for Yukonuba, uh, Jill, Russ, uh, Stacy, all of those guys. Just phenomenal people. You know, I, um, and if I didn't shout you out as far as the Yukonuba crew, I owe it to you. You can reach back out and say, hey, Darrell, like, let's, let's get on the podcast. I just want you guys to know how well they're doing with their food. Um, I learned a lot about their history as well and how long they've been in the game. Um, and it's just amazing the lengths that these guys went through to make sure that we were well informed and uh, you know we had access to as much information as we possibly could we saw their dogs we saw their cat tests saw all kinds of stuff like that man um, and then they were just so courteous to have us up there hanging out with them at Churchill Downs at the uh, Kentucky Oaks now <laughs> that was a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not only did I probably drink myself into talking people's heads off and talking too much like I really know something about some dogs but um, you know they were really receptive to all the things that we had to say um, and all the questions that we had so anyway I can go on about that um, I've never been to Churchill Downs to the Oaks or the Derby and they fulfilled a bucket list opportunity for me. Um, and I really wanted to say thank you publicly um, to you, Canuba, and I'm looking forward to doing more work with them. I'm very, very, very soon looking forward to bringing them onto the podcast as well. Um, so we've got a couple of things in the works going on there. You know, outside of that, guys, um, as far as the Derby goes, it was quite a controversial run, but regardless, I do want to shout out if, if anybody that, you know, runs in the Derby or anything like that, I just kind of want to shout out to the owners of Serengeti Empress and uh, Country House for the wins, Serengeti Interest, uh, Empress the Philly and the Oaks and Country House with a very controversial win, uh, win at the Derby. So anywho, um, as far as the podcast goes, um, you know, this one was an excellent, excellent, insightful episode into the hound culture, um, beagles, walker hounds, 
all of that stuff. And I had a surprise guest on, in addition to having Delvin Terry Jr., who runs uh, the Housemen of America. His dad hopped on the mic, too. That was cool. That was cool. It was good to hear these stories. Um, and y'all know I love telling African-American, uh, you know, dog, hunting dog history. Um, and so this is just another element of that. So, so I don't talk y'all's heads off. I'm at 12 minutes. <laughs> and I'm just having a good time. Um, you know, it... it just stay in there with me on the podcast. This was a good long one. Like I said, it got it, it got a choppy at about the 38, 40 minute mark, but it picks back up. And uh, you know, we kept it rocking and rolling. Um, there's way more that I did not know about Delvin, uh, Terry, and Hounds, and all of this stuff. And it just really, really, really makes me want to. Uh, not now, but down the road, go ahead and get me another set of Walker Hounds as well. So anyway, this is another episode of the Gundog Notebook Podcast. I'm bringing this back to you after being a little bit delayed. Um, you know, taking about a week and some change off and running around town. I'm glad to bring you guys another episode of the podcast. Let me know what y'all think. If y'all have, uh, you know, questions for Delvin, Shoot them to me. We'll make sure we get them answered. All right, guys. Stay tuned. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Guys, so I need to go ahead and get this podcast going because we have two of the Houndsmen of America, Mr. Delvin Terry and his father um, on the podcast, on the Gundog Notebook. And so I want to go ahead and get it because y'all already done gave me too much information before I even got it recorded. So, Del, Mr. Terry and Mr. Terry, how y'all doing? Man, we're doing good, brother. I'm glad to have you on, have us on, man. I appreciate you, brother. You've been good to me. Okay, cool. Now, Mr. Papa Terry, what's your name? Uh, I'm Delvin Terry 1. He's Delvin Terry 2. Okay. Delvin Terry 3 is in the house. Okay, all right. I'm here for it. So, not only are y'all starting a whole, a whole legacy of... of Awesome bird dogs and, and, and hound dog work. Y'all got the family legacy in there, too. That's exactly what, what the Hounds of America is all about, brother. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we all... So, let's backtrack a little bit, man. Y'all, you started talking about y'all's history and background. So, mm-hmm. Delvin Terry Sr., let's talk about where you started. This is great, because I love having both of y'all on here. Well, you know, I, I started I started coon hunting at 12, 13 years old. Did a lot of rabbit hunting, squirrel hunting. Was in a couple clubs in Mississippi as a young guy. My principals and you know they they I was a pretty good athlete in high school, so they kept me around, and that's how I come to Ohio on a basketball scholarship. So they they like young people who are trying to do the right thing, and uh, they kept me with some good beagles, and and uh, again I I, I end up with some. Uh, some mixed breed bird dogs, coon dog combination. I did a lot of possum hunting. Thought I was coon hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I did that game. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, uh, 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 did a lot of steel hunting. Think I was they was tree. But uh, I, I ran across a guy. He's passed away. I'm glad Delvin. Uh, I had a chance to go back home to Mississippi and and meet him. His name was Pop Clark, and uh, he saw it in me to uh, train me with some dogs and. Gave me a, my first blue chick named Belle, and uh, she was a registered dog. 
uh, uh, UKC and, and just was an outstanding putt, man. Started training at, at nine, ten months old. But Ooh. he uh, he pulled away from the, the blue tick to get involved with a spike and rambling was a set of uh, a pair. He paid, uh, we, you know, we was paying five, six hundred dollars uh, a dog uh, back then. Sometimes you pay a pair, but he saw fit to travel to uh, uh, a small town in, in Tennessee and, and get uh, spike and rambling was uh, two grand night champion walkers. Okay. And, uh, they turned me out. <laughs> Good. There you go. They turned me out. And uh, uh, if, if there's a coon dog, I like a coon dog. Don't get me wrong. Now, I've, I've had the blue tick, walkers, red bone, black and tan plots. I've had English hounds. I, I've had them all. Yeah. Okay? Don't get me wrong. But it, you cannot beat a walker. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you can't beat it. So, you're making me jealous because I had a walker hound. I just told y'all, I had an old sorry walker hound, though. He, he had the nose, but he had no heart, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and with a young dog, you know, you have to, I don't want to uh, get too far off track here, but with a young dog, you got to do certain things to identify That's right. what you're looking for in that dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was able to do that as, as a young man and, and learned those traits early. And Devin learned them. And I'll tell you what, man, he handles them better than I did. Uh, really? Uh, he's a good, yeah, with his bird dog, German Shepherds, with any dog. And, and those traits stand for any breed. Yeah. You know, that, that you work with them. It's all about understanding uh, what you're looking for out of your dog. And, uh, okay. Okay. These particular, these particular hounds uh, did a great job right quick, man. You know, I, I was able to uh, get some things out of... Uh, Pac-Man and uh, uh, got some things out of uh, uh, Tennessee Tuxedo. is out of Texas. Okay. And uh, yeah, and you know, and I had a Deanwood drift. So I learned about these dogs young through uh, uh, Full Cry and, and, and Coon Buttline magazines, and I just turned me out. I, it was just like just like participating and getting involved as a student athlete, reading yeah. uh, Street and Smith and, yep. and Night Post and and Adidas, and you know, I was into all that stuff. So. I did my hunting just like I did my athletics. Good. So, yeah, man. And uh, it, it ran over into uh, my sons and uh, to, to watch him years ago okay. uh, get involved with hunting and kill his first uh, a, a rabbit out of his own beagle he trained at seven years old when his, when his first ever broke down single barrel 410. Uh, that was just a, a beautiful moment in the snow. Okay, so you did it right because I, I got a 410 right here that's about 100 years old right now. Made it and look, my granddaddy gave it to me and was like, look, I don't know what it is, but hell, if you get it fixed up, you can have it. And I went and I paid me $80 to a gunsmith down here in Fayetteville and, um, and he, I don't think he thought I was going to get it fixed up. And yeah. I shot, I started that little 410 on birds, man. And so my daughter, that on the way, or if I ever have a son, somebody going to learn on that 410. That's right. That's right, man. And like I said, my, my oldest daughter, uh, like I said, she just, last year, she, she was doing her apprenticeship with me. And so this year was her second year. And she still hasn't yet to kill her first pheasant. She killed her first dove. Yeah. But, you know, I can tell her, like I said, you know, using that 410 is much harder yep. than... Than using a 20 gauge or a 12 gauge, and like I said, a lot of people find that using a 410 is for a kid, which a, a professional hunter is hard to use a 410 or a 16 gauge 
28 gauge. Those those tighter pair, those tighter patterns, mm-hmm. you know, are for bird hunters. Yep. And so and so you know you start start with those and you become more accurate, become more confident in, in shooting. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's pretty much why I started. You know, her using that is the same thing I started with, man. And it's it's the perfect gun to to, to jump out the blocks with. Right. Well, I I figured, look. If you're going to start with anything, a 14 is best. Because what's going to happen is she not going to want to use a 12-gauge because it's going to be too easy. Hey, man, like I said, well, I, I'll tell you what. The first time I walked in the woods, my like I said, and I was talking about these older folks that my dad had us hunting with. i never forget we was in the woods, and we were hunting. We was rabbit hunting with this old man named Brown, and, and he handed me his 12-gauge single barrel. And i tell you what, it, it put a kick in my chest, man, and i never forget to this day, so. Like I said, you got to start off slow. Mm-hmm. If, you if you ain't ready for it, man, it, it'll scare you away. Yeah, right. And, and look, you miss enough times, you'll stop missing too. You sure will. <laughs> so, this is, look, this is going to be fun. So, Delvin Jr., like, you know, what is it like getting started so early and having that in the line? And the reason, and I ask that because the primary basis of this podcast you know, I like to talk about African-American history, man. Like, and my audience is wide. It don't matter who. I don't care what, what you look like, green, blue, black, or brown. Right, but, right, right. you know, I want folks to know that, like, we've been doing this for a long time. And this is a legacy that's been passed down. You know, I go down to Thomasville and I see, you know, generations worth of bird dog training but you you know i like to talk into coon dogs because coon dogs are are, are the raw dogs man like they that's that's good so what is it like starting so early on coon dogs man well well you know me starting off go get that that's my my, my oldest daughter calling um good but 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 yeah you know starting starting how, you know what I'm saying, being young, being in the woods, I mean, following behind your dad with a spotlight, you know, you get in, you learn, and I think, I think with having that grit early on, having that motivation to just jump out the bed and, and, and just go with him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it just started that, that whole tradition of me just wanting to get in, seeing the dogs in the backyard howling and barking and me going out and feeding them and building my own relationship with the dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so in doing so, it just built my own love and passion for it, for it. Because like I said, him having these, like I told you, these dogs, these grand night champions, which I've watched and I, I was out back while he was dragging the fur around the yard and working it up the tree. All that stuff is vivid in my mind because that's something I fell in love with early on. Right. And you know, you, you it's, it's pretty much, Started off that way, and then it, for me, it trickled down to rabbit hunting. And, you know, I started rabbit hunting, and then he had this old bird dog named Chocolate Head, and Chocolate Head turned me out on bird dogs. Good. And it just, it just man, it, it's been a, been, been a roller coaster since then. Cool, cool. Man, that's, that's beautiful. So, we haven't talked, and I, you know, now, I'm going to just say it earlier, you stuck with me, because I'm going I'm to be bugging you about some dogs now. Man, you can call me anytime, bro. Hey, I'm here for it. it. You know, I want to, you know, really, really, really continue to bring any and everybody into the hound dog world, the dog world, man. Like the dog world. You know, if if you the, and the best thing about you guys, y'all, though we're gonna focus on hound dogs, you guys haven't limited yourself. 
you know, you know, and it seems to me like y'all are very much so like me where, look, I'm not going to go hunt without a dog. You might, but I prefer it at least. And 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 that's it. You hit it on the head, man. Like I said, here in Ohio, and I'm sure many places also, you know, people start off and they'll tell you, oh, we go hunting and it's, you know, the the, the first hunt or the annual hunt, everybody goes out and kick bushes. Mm -hmm. But then they tell you, I never hunted with a dog. And then when you cut that pack loose and they hear them dogs open up and they bring that rabbit right back to you, it's something about that that, that gets my blood boiling. I mean, I can go, me hunting in the woods by myself, it don't, it, it's not the same. I got to have my dog with me. I got to have my cat my cat that's going to get in them briars with me. Because I'm going to get in the briars too. Don't right. get me wrong. Like that. Right. I, I'm a full believer in it. If I'm going to train a dog, he's gonna, I got to go where I want him to go. Right. Everywhere. Right. So, you know, if 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 I'm in the woods, whether it be bird dogs, whether it be rabbit dogs, whether it be coon dogs, you know, I believe only the only way a dog can learn is if he's in the woods with you. And the more opportunities you put in front of him to learn, right, is that, and that's the best way you're gonna do it. So, given that opportunity, man, with my cousins, with my my son, my kids, my daughters, the kids around me, I want to open it up to everybody because I don't want you to think that oh, it's rabbit hunting. I don't like rabbit hunting. Well, I don't like coon hunting. Right. I don't like bird hunting. Well, hey, we can go shoot clays. Right. We can go. We can go down the street and fish. We can go whatever you feel or whatever might be a joy to you. We can try it out. I just wanted to open up and make you and give you an, an open door to this society, to this world of something that we, you know, we as people forget that we have an opportunity to do too. You know. Right. Right. And that's important, man. Like. You know, the thing about it, when you get started hunting, and, and, and I see the thing is, I used to shoot squirrels in the backyard and stuff with my granddaddy, right? Yes, That's, sir. Yes, sir. That was quote unquote hunting to me. You know, and, and I wasn't doing it when I was 14. I was shooting squirrels in the head with a BB gun. And, you know, that's just what we had to do. But as a kid, my granddaddy was teaching me shooting. He was teaching me, you know, all of these essential things that came together. To make me the, the the shotgunner that I am now, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, and I'm a bit of an artist, so I appreciate a good shotgun now. But when you, <laughs> hey, look, I, all right. So one thing about me, I hunt by two rules. Okay, uh-huh. two rules. Number one, most importantly, sometimes nature got to win. That's right. Okay, sometimes nature got to win. But number two, you only get two barrels. Okay, mm-hmm. and 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 not everybody gotta agree with it, but that's the way that I want to get down because I want to make sure number one that everything that I'm doing is not only ethical but skillful. Right. You know, skillful doesn't come from you know just being out there and bring up a whole bunch of game and you got a a, a, a truck bed full of rabbits or ducks or whatever it is. Right. No. Nah. Right. The way that we went about it, you know, and and with bird dogs, it's one level of expertise, especially like I started with a lab and now I got my lab and I got my pointer. But with the hound guys, man, y'all are that's a hell of a lot of trust that you got to put in a dog, man. Yeah, and that's true. Like I said, starting off, like I said, with, with a dog, man. The trust starts like you got your pup at the house, man. That bond that you're building with your pup right now will give you that opportunity to walk in the woods and be able to call her out or call him out when you're ready to go home. Or yep. when, you, when he gets out of sight, you know, gets behind some brush or gets, gets 100 yards away or gets a mile or so in the woods, and you're confident enough that you can 
touch him up, call him out the woods, and then he comes out to you. Right. So it, it, it's I, don't get me wrong. Now I've had to go get some dogs. We all I've, do. Yeah, yeah. Now I've, I've, we all have had to take that hike, that mile hike, and go get them dogs and be bad coming out of the woods getting. But those are the dogs that we're learning, and they're learning also. You they're know, worth going they're worth going to get. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. And so that, you put that work and that effort into your dog, and it makes you want to go get that dog at the end of the day. And people, a lot of folks don't understand when they when you say it's like a family member or you put so much time and effort into training, into getting out in the woods, into them riding in the car with you, that you this is this is your life. This is their life. This is this is what we do. So I gotta go get my dogs. And you know, I you got trackers. Back then you didn't have this kind of tracking systems like they do now. So it's so much easier to find your dog. But you know, the trust, the trust issue, it it, it starts at the house, brother. Right. It starts at the house, man. And that and that's you know, one thing that I really like to elaborate, you know, people, people wonder, and you got old heads, man, that I love it yeah. to death, but they don't live with their dogs. Yeah, man. And, and, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. See, 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 you, 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 that is a, a big problem right now, because like I said, you get, I got, we got a set of hounds right now. I know a buddy of mine is holding at his house, but it'd be different. Like if I'm, if I got a dog, somebody gave me a dog or gave me a couple of hounds that's already started. It's harder for me to build that relationship with them up because I'm not there present at that home with them yep. or, or have them in the backyard where I can go back here and talk to them or cut them loose whenever I want to. It's so hard when you, when, when people, when you like say you got dogs that are away from you for so long or, or you, you, your hunt season's over with and you put them up in the box and don't cut them loose until next hunt season. You right. know what I mean? Right. right. Those kind of, those kind of old guys. I mean, that, I've met both the, the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come in on that conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the old. Hey, well, that's why you're here. I want you to, to interject. Please so, do. So, so you know, growing up, and I'm the youngest of 14, 10 boys and four girls. I'm from a small town in Mississippi, and we used to hunt to eat. Okay? Yeah. It's a different program. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So when, you, when you get down and you let a pack of dogs, you out there, you getting some bacon, you get some meat, you get you getting ready to feed somebody. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So as, I got, as I got older and, and started doing things, I learned that, yeah, you don't just want to tie a pack of dogs and put them in the back in the kennel and just feed them and get them ready to hunt. You want to build a relationship with these dogs. Mm-hmm. And and that's that that's where I come in and begin to learn more about uh I tell you a story that 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 really uh tripped me out. Come on with it. I was heading to uh back home to bury an uncle of mine and uh, I kept telling my wife I said baby I'm, I'm sick and tired of uh, 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 selling gold rings and, and uh, 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 diamond rings and, and necklaces off my neck uh, at, at, at 23 and 24, 25 years old I've been married 32 years uh, uh, me and my wife she would coon hunt with me just because she know I'm gone mm. okay mm-hmm. yes, uh, to this day she got uh, uh, she got bird dog guns she got stovers and over and unders and and she going she gon' hey, you can't beat them, you better join them. Yeah, so, you go. So it was like this here. I'm traveling down there, man, and, and I'm reading this magazine. She's driving. I'm in the, the Blood Bloodline magazine for Coon Dog. I said, you know what? I said, oh, I love these lipper dogs. She said, You always talking about coon hunting. I said, listen, baby, let me tell you something. I said, uh, Devil was about three, four years old, and I pulled up at a gas station. She put up a gas station. 
And we'll tell you how this thing is connected to your soul, brother. As we pulled up, I pulled up, and this truck pulled up, a four-by-four ram pulled up. And he had two dogs with a silhouette on the back barking up the tree. My wife said, and go pay for the gas before you talk to that man. That's my wife. (laughs) I said, 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 stop messing with me, baby. And I said, hey, bro, how you doing, brother? He got out. I said, look, man, what you got in this box? I said, now, if you ain't got a walker, you just out playing games. He said, that's all I run, uh, sir. He's, he's about three, four years younger than I am. He called me sir. Guy named Billy Cunning, Cummings out of Cummings, Tennessee. Okay. I learned it. Now, check it out. I say to him, sir, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of uh, hunting, possum hunting, and, 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 and uh, uh, mink hunting, bobcat hunting. Okay, I, I, I'm ready to run nothing but coon. I need to know what's going on. He said, well, buddy, I got I, I, I got, this, I got one of the number one dogs in, in the world in my kennel, in my box back here. He said, I got Tennessee Tuxedo. His handling name is Cowboy. I said, hold up, sir. I said, on page 92 in the Bloodline magazine, <laughs> I said, just wanted to stay in Texas. He said, yes, sir. Let me show him to you. That man opened his box and showed me the same dog that's on this page. Wow. That happened that night. He said, I tell you what, buddy, if you want a pair of these dogs, I'm coming to Black and Tan Days in Ashland, Ohio. I said, you pass in my way. He said, I tell you what, I, I usually get a thousand dollars a pair for my dogs. I'm going to let you have five hundred. Jesus Christ. He said, just because you said that. He said, I got an extra load. And he said, what I'm going to do when I come up through there, in April, I'm going to call you. I said, if you call me, I'm going to buy these dogs. He came. I bought the dogs. That's the ones I was just telling you about. And those dogs was dynamite. And and I sold those dogs. I was working on my masters at University of Dayton and getting ready to build a home. And I took them to Milwaukee and beat a direct descendant off of my friend who owned Pac-Man. He paid for Pac-Man. $31,000 in all rights to Pac-Man. Damn. Richard McCulloch, he's still living. Okay, so black man in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we cut out five times. I beat him three on the track and four on the tree. And I told him I have to have 5000 for this dog. Oh, I can't I can't go. I said he's ready to uh, uh, get his other points. He's going to turn Grand Night Champion without a problem. And, uh, and he did. And uh, uh, after that, I, I, I stopped coon hunting because I said I ain't going to do it again until I'm able to, to, to do it the way I want to do it all the way. But that's what happened with those dogs. Man. And, and, uh, that That's a true story. And I said, God, God, let that happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, and now I was going to say that, man. Like, I don't, me and my wife, like, we don't believe in coincidence. <laughs> we don't believe in coincidence. Like, stuff's supposed to happen. You were supposed to meet that gentleman there, you know? Look, man, that's going to trip you out now. Now, look, hold on. After that, to sell that dog, he gave me a, a puff. I gave it to my old friend that drove with me and Delvin. Delvin was with me. He was left. Yeah, I remember that. To Milwaukee. Delvin mm. rode with me. I come back. I went to sleep for about 15 minutes in the driveway. My wife come out and said, you, what's wrong, baby? I said, I, I ain't getting out. I need you to get in the car. She said, what? I said, I got this dog in the back, and we'll get him Mr. Strayhorn. My old buddy Delvin was telling me about it. And I said... I'm going to have to go to Summit, Indiana. She said, why? He said, I'm old, a puppy, and he's seven weeks old. 
And the guy, I got there and told the guy, look, sir, I had to come because it's part of this deal. But I cannot take that puppy uh, because he said, I don't want you to sell nobody else then. He said, well, I'll sell that dog. I'll pay you the same money that I would sell this pup for. He wrote me a check for $1,000 right then. Get out of here. Summoned in a trailer. We drank coffee and ate a, 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 some bacon and egg early in the morning. Old white gentleman in the woods. I never met in my life. Hey, look, but look, ain't that a blessing, though? It's a blessing, man. That's a blessing is, is what it is. Like, and that's it's stories like that that I love hearing about. And 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 it's if you want to call yourself an old head because you don't sound like it, but you know if, if you and look, it's it's gentlemen like y'all that you know really get me motivated because I do want to transcend what folks look like. That's right. Because at the end of the day. It's about these dogs, man. And it's about quality dogs. That's the thing. It's about quality dogs. It's about quality It's got to be about quality dogs because what we're going to do, we're going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Where you live? I'm in Atlanta, man. I'm in uh, Douglasville, right behind Six Flags. Right behind Six Flags. I roll right up on you, man. We 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 going to put them dogs in the woods. Come on. Look, you let me know when you you let me know when you come in. I'll find you exactly a place to put you on Coons. Douglasville, let me tell you a funny story about you. Huh? Hold up. No, I'm talking bird hunting. Bruh, we can let a lab down, we can let a pointer down. Bring bring just bring your dogs. <laughs> we gonna do we gonna do the pointer. Now, I, we sold all the coon dogs. Okay. I, I, look, I'm gonna I don't tell everybody, but uh I've been in my I've been in the education business for thirty two years. I don't tell them when I'm gonna retire. But when I do, my retirement gift is gonna be a pair of walkers. My wife don't even know this. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Now you now look. She better not listen to this podcast, then. Yeah. Uh, uh, I get you. Uh, uh, she asked me, "What do I want?" And uh, I said, uh, 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 "That'll get it, cause a brand new Silverado ain't no good if ain't no hounds in the back." Exactly. There you go. Well, you y'all come through Georgia. I will put you on wild birds. We ain't talking about pin birds. Is that right? We ain't talking about pin birds. We talking wild birds. Well, I'm coming down there, man. You telling me where they at right there in Georgia. I'm coming to see about it. I'm going to tell you. And they ain't in Atlanta. We're going to make anywhere between a two and a four-hour drive. We're going to hit a couple of WMAs. And we're going to get on some wild birds, man. We can go all the way down to Mississippi. We can go. We're going to create a relationship here that's going to be a, a relationship for a very long time. I can tell this now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What I'm trying to share with you, I, we got a... a, a Devil had an outstanding young young dog uh, in that bright chopper, but uh, we have a silver bullet and a uh, mm-hmm. uh, we have a, 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 a miller a descendant of the silver bullet a descendant of silver bullet at the house. He just got ready to turn three, and uh, he's uh, he's out of that that, that miller. Yeah, that uh, Farrell Miller. Yep, Farrell Miller and and Elton. Okay. Oh, so let let so now look. Don't talk. Y'all want to talk about some LU dogs? <laughs> now, now, I'm just trying to tell you. So, so what I am, I'm still working with it. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna turn him over to my son and uh, let him do his magic touch on him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, I'm telling you. So, well, we, we got. Well, there, there's an LU dog sitting right here in my lap right now. <laughs> what's up? What's up? 
Hey, you know, it's, it's a little, a little, little, little badass L. Hugh dog sitting right here in my lap. Well, you know they high strong, man. Hey, that's fine. Be high strong. That's what you. That's what you want. That's yeah. Want. Look, I'll, I, I'll teach you how to act in the house. I don't. I don't need you to act right in the field. That's right. Look. That's right. He's uh, he's a pretty good sized dog. Coming on pretty good. Uh, got a lot of birds in him. He's uh, very uh, strong minded. Very, very, very strong. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. We we gonna get him right. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Delvin. Del, Delvin's uh, 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 is hard on him. And, good. Uh, that that's good. That's he's the only way I know how to be. Man. He's hard. About dogs, man. I, I, I'm gonna put him to the test. Yeah. So, but that's what we want to do. Yeah. So we want we want to meet gentlemen like yourself, and uh, and and, uh, and share this thing. Yes, sir. Uh, a friend of mine just moved down to Huntsville, Alabama, and there's a uh, what's it called Brian Ferry Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was you know he's young into hunting, but uh, he's about ready to retire from the military on the contract side, and and I me and Delvin turned him out from a little uh, adventure we put together. Uh, one of our missions at our church, and uh, we got them involved. And, and man, these guys, we got about five or six grown guys, never been hunting. We done turned them out. Good. But see, but see that, and that, and like I said, when we talk about the House of America, that's what initially kind of started that 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 trip, that that motivation to to get people out and get them out. And, because you, I saw the the gap for for myself here in Dayton, Ohio. You know what I mean? For yep. for African American young men and. And men, and like I said, I, I, I work and teach adults with disabilities, so I wanted to give them the opportunity to get out and, and learn about outdoors because I have so many individuals myself at work that are interested in fishing and, and hunting. Whether or not they can be able to do it in the capacity physically, they want to be around it. And so that's what yep. I wanted to give them the opportunity to be able to be there with me, uh, give them that excitement that I share when I'm in, there, in the field with my buddy and my, and my friend, uh, Deshaun Gillette. So that's that's when a lot of the, the pictures that you see with me and him in it. That's that's my partner. That's who we run together, the Hounds of America. And you know we, we we try to do that, man, to give these kids the opportunity to see different a different side of life, man. So yep. brother, I'm glad I'm glad I got to speak to you today, man. I'm glad I'm glad this conversation is going great. Well, I I think that the three of us on this podcast are <laughs> of 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 very like minds, and Delvin <laughs> Junior. You know, I think we have a like mind, and look, you learn to respect your elders real quick, okay? Yes, sir. Whether you need to take a little leather to the butt or... I don't take, I don't take a plenty. Or you got two ears and one mouth. Pick one. That's right. That's right. You got that part right. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that's what I kind of wanted to say. Now, let me backtrack, you know, for listeners, because... I do want to be clear. When folks talk about being hard on dogs, we're not here beating dogs now. That's no. Right, that's right. Yeah, I, I want to be clear. Me and you, that's we, right. I get it. But what I do want to be, what I do want to have folks understand is we're not out here babying dogs either. Exactly. When I say hard on them, I'm, I'm going to put you to the test. So when I, like I said, I start a puppy like you got that puppy in your lap. I have so many buddies of mine that, that are, that I won't take a dog in the woods until they're a certain age. Yeah. Which which is okay for you, but for me, Mm-mm. I expect for you to be with me because I'm like I said, I'm building that relationship up early. Yeah. Right. So the fact that you whining, jumping through a patch of briars, does it's not gonna affect me because I'm walking through that patch also. Right. And so when I expect you to stand and woe, I'm gonna stand with you and give you some correction until we can work this out together. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. If, if I'm if I'm expecting you to, to run this rabbit through those trees and up this swamp 
I got to go through there and get you in the water. I got to make sure you understand. It's yeah. going to be a swamp down there. Like, yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I mean. When we say hard on dog, giving you the full picture of what a dog must go through and the, and the trials and the miles and what you might go through as a hunter in the woods that people don't really see yep. and get a gist of when we say we are hunters. Yep. You know, hey, Darrell. Yes, sir. You know, uh, uh, now, he learned that from his dad. I, I believe it. You got to model it, right? And I had to, and, and he understands that. And uh, like I said, if they can't tell a, 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 a brow bush or, or a patch of leaves or, or some, 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 some uh, briars and some sticks and, and, and come out right, yeah, uh, they get to stay at home. Yeah, you we this ain't too much a conversation. You can stay That's at right. home if you can do all gonna do all that whining. That's right. No. That's right. The black dog. That's the black dog. Right. Yeah. Right. Every dog and, I get serves a purpose. And and and, and folks got to know, you know, just to add to that, uh, you know, Mister uh, Delvin Senior, mm-hmm. you know, when we take these dogs, and and I know y'all know this from the hounds, but when we take these dogs away from their mamas, we become that. You know, that's right. Hallelujah, brother. You know, we we yeah. So, what do you expect this dog to learn if he don't see you doing it? People talk about, and I hate people say it. Oh, pointers don't swim. Pointers don't do this. Now that dog don't swim because you don't swim. Hey, hey, listen, my dog. I, I, I like that's a good point. That's a good point on training because, like I said, I ran into. I was at a field trial and I ran into a woman that says, you know, freeze your birds, freeze your birds. And toss them in the water if you work on retrieving. Based on retrieving, you can, you can you can toss them and work them in the field if you want to. But in order for that dog, you never know what obstacle may come into play in the woods. Yep. I may I might shoot a bird over a pond. My dog got to go get it. So so it's 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 all about that confidence on all aspects. Like I said, you I, I'm gonna train my dog to, to swim. I'm gonna train I'm gonna train that pointer to to, to point. I'm gonna train the whole. I'm going to train him to look good when he walk with me in the woods. I'm going to train him to look good when he walk with me on the sidewalk at my daughter's games. Yeah. You see? You know, all the way around that, you just got it. That's what, that's what having a dog is about. That dog is going to serve a purpose at home and in the woods. I got German Shepherds that I breed. Those dogs serve a purpose for me and my wife. Right. When I'm gone, I expect for them to protect this house. Right. You know? When I, when I, when I, when my kids walking down the street, I expect for them to watch over my kids while I'm, while I'm watching them down the street and walk, letting them ride their bike. So right. I got, my mama has lap dogs and stuff, which I, I don't, I'm not a lap dog person. I got every dog got to have its purpose and that's the purpose for that dog. But my lap dog's going to lap dog with me all the way to the woods and all the way <laughs> to something else. Look, I feel you. I, I tell my wife, my dogs pay rent. Okay. That's right. My dogs pay rent, man. Hey, and you know we talk. Like I said, people forget that when you get get in these kind of dogs, they're high strung, so they they gonna get into everything. They are gonna tear up a lot of stuff. And I just got finished telling my dad. I said, oh, well, he 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 getting a, he getting a little over his pay his pay grade right now. He he ain't he ain't met he ain't met he ain't met his his pay yet. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? He can't yeah. hey, more than what he done, what hey, I thought he Hey, 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 Darrell. Uh, he, uh, he, he scratched my 745. He alive, man. <laughs> 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 my wife said, now, you really like that dog. Uh, I said, uh, he was young, baby, when he did that. 
Uh, he ain't know no better. He ain't know no better. There you go. <laughs> Look, you gotta say something. You, you, right. you, you feel a little a little tinge, but at the end of the day, you scratch my 745. Boy, you better point, you better find coons, you better you better be the damnedest thing out there. He didn't do it on this dog, man. Talk about dogs and, and, and their their mindset. Uh, being high strong, you know, uh, pointers a bird dog breed, period. Mm-hmm. But the pointer has been known to be a, a heavy chewer of their water pails. Yep. Uh, you know, they do that. This one does. That's why I got metal ones. ones. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You better have a good metal. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, up here, it gets zero below up here. It gets cold. Yep. So, I bring my dogs in. I have a three-car garage. And uh, I bring my dogs in. And, and, and put them in the area in, 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 in a box, kennel box, inside the garage and let them out. So he was a young dog, about five, six, about seven months old. And uh, I let him stay out a little longer than, than I did because I had my shepherd in there. I come home from work and I, I, I drove my, my uh, Suburban to work, me and my wife. And I come home and I was in there feeding him. I looked around and I said, this dog doesn't shoot both sides the bottom of the kit in the front of my BMW. Yes. <laughs> it happens. So, I mean, I didn't I didn't get out to... I, 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 it was my fault because it, that's a dog. And mm-hmm. if I had him inside a garage that day to keep him warm, he's accustomed to getting out. I should have put him back in this box. Right. Okay? That's what I should have done. You know, so... Like right. you say... Reading the dog. mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We we make mistakes in handling our dogs, and so you got to be able to live with your own mistakes, just like that dog gonna live with his. Yep. So it, yep. It, 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 it's a marriage, you know. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it really is, man. And you know, you speak about marriage, right? Like I just got married this past October. I got a baby on the way. Congratulations! I, I appreciate it. It's a blessing. I'm always gonna call something a blessing when it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. My wife didn't grow up with dogs. She didn't. This bird dog thing is is different for her. Yes, sir. My wife is. Let me let me go ahead, brother. I understand where you're going. Yeah, and when I tell you that woman take better care of my dogs than I do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And, and it's it's a marriage. It's it's about being a part of the family, reading the dog, understanding the dog's tendencies, just like right. you would a child, just like you would anything else. Right. Right. You know, you don't just, you know, leave your dog anywhere. And when you do and something happens, you, that's on you. That's your responsibility. You, you know, and, you know, and you know, you hit it on the head. Like I said, when we talk about our companions and our partners and, and our wife, you know, they, they, they see our passion and what we do. So, so as much as they love us, they see that we love working in the field and, and they want to be a part of that. And I give my wife the same amount of excitement and things that she loves also so yeah i try to put i try to put as much effort as, as i can into her love and her passion for things mm-hmm. as she does me. and so we just try to that that bond will only grow because i'm trying to get her in the woods as much as i can with me you yeah know? <laughs> yeah and look and i mean and that's important my wife ain't gonna shoot nothing but she'll walk in woods with me that's right my wife will go in the woods with me too but i'm trying to get her I'm trying to get her to get out there and shoot. She still ain't. She still ain't as confident in that yet. But yeah, you know, it, it, I give it a couple of years. She'll be knocking down her first pheasant. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, Darrell. Yes, hey, sir. Delvin uh, uh, was about five years old, and I had a Dean Wood Drifter. Okay. And, uh, the refrigerator went out, 
And uh, my wife been complaining. The police came to my house 12 times. I'm in an urban area. I'm used to being in the country. Mm-hmm. I got four coon dogs in the back. Uh, one, one of them a decent dog, you know, that I, that I learned, okay? And uh, after I got these other two dogs, I told her, I said, well, look, she said, you out there in the woods, you come home 4.30 in the morning, uh, 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 the refrigerator out, and ain't no milk. Said, what, what kind of fridge do you want? She said, hi, you don't get paid. We get paid once a month. I'm coaching college basketball at this time, right? Yeah. And she said, uh, you don't get paid two weeks. I said, let's go down to Roberts. You pick out the one you want. I'm going to make one phone call, and this guy going to come by here and pay two grand for this dog. There you go. Said, huh? We come home. His name was Mr. Uh, 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 Houston, mm-hmm. James Houston. He showed up. James Houston, one of them old timers. He said, man, I got to have that thing with drips. You got to you ever get rid of it. I said, look, I don't want to get rid of it. I need a refrigerator. He said, i tell you what, Terry, I'm on my way. I said, put the money in my wife's hand. <laughs> we put the money in my wife's hand. Look here, it's summertime now. Yeah. She's a thing of that nature. She has superintendent's license. And I'm a director. We talk. This is what I'm getting ready to say. At that time, we didn't have all that uh, all that amenities. So I said, baby, uh, here you go. I come home. I had four dogs in there. I come home next day. She said, baby, you ain't got about a 40. <laughs> Hang on. Hey, say that last part again. You broke up on that last part. Say that last part again. You pound sack. You got about 20 pounds of feed left, and the dog pen's been cleaned. I got to, hey, you just keep doing what you're doing with them dogs. Yep. 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 And, and that's it. So, I mean, and just being able to, to, to understand the value of these guys, you know? accustomed to it they have to learn about it and, yeah. I, and that's exactly remember I, I had had that conversation with you man and don't realize you know that what goes into that dog and the time spent with that dog with people it's it's about learning the craft of this of this uh much effort in the, and learning yeah. some delve hey real quick hold on are you are you moving around you breaking up real quick Wi-Fi. I might be connected to that Wi-Fi. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, you know, when, when you when you're working with with these dogs, man, you, you just have to understand that it's 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 the passion behind it and the love that we have about the dogs that that matters. You, you can't you can't really you can't really explain it until you learn it, but until you're in it. All right. I wanted to take a little short break. And just recap on what Delvin was talking about in terms of loving a dog and getting educated and, you know, doing the best that we can and provide for the dogs. Well, for me, I did that by switching to Yukonuba uh, Premium Performance 3020 uh, dog food. So out in the field, how you done prepared really determines how your dog is going to perform uh, with balanced fat and protein to support peak, uh, peak condition. You know, you can do a premium performance dog food is really, really, really going to enhance the strength, energy and endurance of that dog. And so that was one thing that I was really, really interested in doing to get to get Vegas and to get a uh, Ruger, you know, right and ready for the season. So, you know, as they say, when the pavement ends and the truck doors finally swing open, like we, we like that scene. Right. We uh, we want to make sure that these dogs are prepared for as much as they can possibly handle out in the woods and out in the field. And you're going to do that by switching to Yukonuba 
premium performance dog food. All right. The 3020 blend is what we're using. And, you know, I'm thinking we're we're going to stick with that one. You know what I'm saying? And the uneducated, when they see a dog that got two ribs on it, don't realize that that dog is strong and healthy. That, that we'd have been running that dog three miles and four miles and ten miles a day. Mm -hmm. you know? Man, yeah, and look, I mean, and I, and I was, I, 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 I typically like to be kind to people, but you saw all the craziness that I was Ooh. getting. Man, listen, man, I, and I, like I told you, I understand. I mean, I, when you, 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 it's being, being, like I said, being in social media, man, now, and you post a picture or you do some people, so many people are, are seeing and so many people got an opinion these days. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's hard, man. It, it ain't, I won't say it's hard. It's just hard for the, those that are uneducated to check. Cause it, you may, it makes me want to tell you, you don't know what you're talking about, but at the same time, I just got to take my wife, got to tell me, take a step back, Devin, and just let people talk. Cause it's, yep. you, you can't see them. You can't, you can't step up and get in their face. Yeah. My <laughs> wife said the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I got plenty of feed downstairs in the garage, five, six, That's seven bags. Like what you talking about? there's no shortage of feed here. Man, yeah. no. and, and people don't understand that. Yeah, understand? and 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 a thing, you know, even in that light, when we talking about and you and, and let's talk about Walker Hounds and Pointers, they're damn near. I mean, not the same dog, but they built damn near the same. They built the yes, run, you know. Lean, 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 tall dogs. I mean, yeah. I, and I and and even when even with my beagles, like I I I try to tell people, I don't like it. some people are different. They like a little heavier dog. I run my dogs, and I, I like a, a faster dog. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a. We talk about different speeds. I like a medium speed to, to uh, eight or, or seven and seven eight speed. Yeah. Which, which when we talking speeds for dogs, that's that's pretty much how fast a dog runs rabbit. Right. So, so it it, it, it the dog's gonna be leaner. Yeah. Than a dog that's 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 running, you know, not ran a lot, or the guy that that's only weekend hunters. You know what I mean? Right. Which, it's it's people are the uneducated, right? And it, and that goes for me and other things. I, I don't claim to know everything, so when I step out, I'm learning also. Like I said, we go to these different hunts, these natural hunts, these trials, these these getting around all these different guys. You learn these different things and mm -hmm. you take them back home and you apply it to your life. Or you study an older guy like we talk about and figure out what they're doing, how they work a dog, how they get down, and, and how they make a dog do a certain thing that most other folks can't do. Right? You have know, hunter. Yeah. You know they don't they don't want to even get into the trial thing. They're into the joint hunt of it all. Right. And they, they yeah they they all about their hound uh, and, and the working of his breed and what he's bred to do. She's bred to do. And uh, they don't even want to get into uh, that other social thing because they start that some of some of the people don't don't set well with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And and you want to know what's crazy? No. Sometimes I feel like that's the best way to go. I do. I just want to be the person. It, it's it's a double edged sword. Okay, it is. It is man. It, because I want to educate people and I want to share my experiences with people. Right. But it's the the guys that aren't talking, like you saying, the guys that's out there for the love of the dog. Right. Man, that's where your education is gonna come from. And, and that's where it's at, man. That, and that's the where kind of guy you want to get. Not the guy that shows up and he's in this big, badass-looking Chevy, and you like, damn, and then he drops out and the dog ain't worth a lick. But you got this guy who show up in an old '97 
He dropped out, and that bad boy running, uh, he looked like a stallion coming out of the back. Right. That's the old man I want to go over there and talk to. I want to talk to that old man there and figure out what's going on. Right. And well, he, and, and, and that's George Gordon up in tennis, up in uh, Tuskegee, <laughs> man. That's, that's the man I want to see about. That's him. a Delvin Terry in Dayton, Ohio. Yes, sir. Yes, there sir. you go. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's this man here. So, look, it looked like. We need to come down here. I'm gonna trade y'all a hunt, okay? Yeah. Cause I need to get on Coons. I'm I'm here for it. All right. You want to get on some Coons? Oh, no, oh, oh, now, now, now you, you you done said that, man. You done he, said that twice. Now, wanna, now you want to get on some Coons? Now, man. now hold up. I got me and my son got one spot, thirty one hundred acres. One spot, twenty two hundred acres. Shoot. One spot, eight hundred fifty acres. We got all the way down to like seventy five acres. Uh, we can go from my house. In less than ten minutes, and drop out and catch a hundred coons. Uh, I mean, we overloaded with coons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all you got to do is show up. Hey. Well, then I'm gonna take you up on that, and y'all come down here to Georgia. I'm gonna take y'all down to Thomasville. I'm gonna take y'all to Barber County, Alabama. We got it, brother. And we gonna we gonna release some dogs. We gonna get you on bird. Thomasville from Thompson, Georgia. Thomasville, man. Like, look, that's that's bird dog history down there. I know it is. Yeah. But got to work with me. Uh, he don't hunt, but he's from Thomaston, Georgia. Uh huh. Uh, Thomaston is a little, a little bit north. Okay. A little bit north. So Thomasville, think Georgia, Florida border. Gotcha. Yeah. Dawson. Yep. Round Dawson. Actually, yes, right around Dawson. And okay. you talking about the Red Hills, man? Like you talking about your old school bird dog, your your black plantation. Uh, Bird dog guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We, blood, yeah. We we talking about the guys that there was no uh, uh, social media. Didn't nobody talk about these guys. You talking about your Neil Carters. You talking about those yeah. guys. You talking about your Curtis Brooks. Where That's right. homeboy like this was this was your job to break a bird dog. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. This yeah. was your job. Like th- there was no. You know, because the plantation owners, hey man, like they wasn't having that. That's right. When it's time to cut loose, they expecting that dog to do what's supposed to do. Exactly. You know, right, but right. but that history is not talked about. It's not. No, it's not, man. And uh, you you just warmed the blood in my veins. Uh, I'm 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 glad I did. <laughs> He's a historian, man. He let it go. Well, I mean, but don't we as, as you know, uh, Delvin Jr., don't you think you're a historian right now? Like, you and I both have to tell this history. You're doing that with the Houndsmen of America. You know what I'm saying? We have to. We have to. And, and, you know, as much, like I said, you, you see what I, I put out with my kids. And, you know, I have a, I have a, a shirt out now that has a legacy on it and Generations with Grit. That's based on the facts that we, where I've come from, what I've had to go through, what we have gone through as as an African American uh, hunters, this is what we are. This and that and that, that didn't just cross the bridge for just African Americans. That's for everybody. But right. because of what I understand and what we have gone through, that grit, that legacy, that generational thing that I have to teach to my son and that I have to teach to my daughters in there when we let when we let loose, if they if and ever they want to decide to say I want to take up this hunting thing, I can say this is what it's all about. And mm-hmm. these are the these are these are the legendary ones behind you that did it for you so I could teach you. So I could give you the right. opportunity to do it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well and and that's 
that is why I even titled, you know, my podcast, The Gun Dog Notebook, right? Like, it's beautiful, man. you know, before it was a podcast, man, I was just writing all my training stuff. I didn't know nothing, man. I started with pit bulls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I and my my dogs were damn good. They were Gotti bred, Razor Edge. They were they were they were damn good dogs now. But you know, and 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 I hate I I don't hate, but I have to tell people even in Atlanta, man, like when you want yourself a good pit bull, you go to the hood. Period. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I'm putting I'm putting all the secrets out on the podcast, but you want yourself a good dog, you you go to the hood. And so that's how I learned to train dogs. It wasn't no books behind it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so now with the gun dog notebook, the point is to document all of the things that matter with quality dog work in the history that matters with quality dog work. These people... Uh, you, you know, Delta Terry Sr., Neil Carter Jr., Curtis Brooks. Like, man, y'all folks need to be heard about. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we're trying, man. Like I said, the, the, the more opportunities I get to teach these young kids how to how to hunt and fish, man, and, and give the opportunities for them, it, it just blesses my heart, man. And the people that I try to keep around me, I want them to be able to do the same. You yep. know what I mean? I don't carry nobody in the woods with me that don't have the heart to teach and the heart to do it with passion. So this is, this is what we do, man. This is what I'm about. Yep. 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 So look, let me, let me ask you this. So before you cut a dog loose, you go and look for a puppy. What, what are you looking for in a young pup? As far as a young Walker hound or young blue, whatever you want, what do you want in a young pup? Well, you know, I, I do more, I do more, rabbit hunting and bird hunting now so so the more the, what i look for in a puppy it could, this goes across all and we talking about beagles too yeah, yeah talking about beagles also so the first thing i'm looking for when i walk in is that spunk you know him bouncing around the kennel him bouncing around that whelping pen you know out in the backyard which one is spunky enough right now and so once i pick that one out once i get him up i'm putting him in my lap i'm holding him i'm touching him up i'm laying him on his back seeing how he's submissive how she or he is capable of listening you know, once I get that going, once I get them to the house, I'm looking for that ear, that that that, that ears, that nose. I'm putting some sense in front of them. I'm shaking some little rabbit tail around them to see what, see how aggressive they are. Right. You know, so it, it just because it, you you can't teach the aggressiveness. You can't teach that want out of a bird dog, out of a rabbit dog, out of any kind of dog. That that initial instinct, that drive that a puppy has, that dog has, has to be there, or you you wasting your time. Right. Uh, you know, so so when we say, even when we talk about the bird dogs, we talk about that English pointer. If I if I'm taking you out back and I'm and I'm waving that string around and it's got a bird feathers on it and you ain't interested, what what what? I'm wasting my time. Right. We need you locking up. Exactly. I need you locking up. I need you to at least show up, shaking the bird, catching the bird, running around trying to catch these things. And if you're not doing that, you might as well go like we said, be a lap dog. Right. So those things are what I look for in a puppy starting out. That drive, that tenacity, that grit, that spunkiness around the house to to want to get get what what it is that 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 they're after that prey that prey drive has to be there. Right, right, and so and 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 a lot of that is very similar to what I'm looking for. You know, I run a lab, I run a pointer, and I and I, I'm I'm a traditionalist, man. Like yes, sir, I'm a traditionalist. Too. I look there are certain dogs built for a certain job, and That's right, I. I love the other breeds. I do. They're cool. They're great. But yeah. 
you know, in, in the bird dog world, okay, and I'm going to transition into the hound world. The bird dog world, I believe there is a Labrador and there is a pointer, English pointer, okay? Yeah. That That's what you're going to get. And, and an English setter, okay? Yeah. Now, in, in, in the hounds, you got yourself beagles, I believe in blue ticks, and I believe in walker hounds. So well, you got you got you got your when you got when you talking your beagles there's a, there's a different then you got your tricolors you got your blue ticks you got your red ticks you got your your, your reds river reds all of these different breeds of beagles and the same goes for for like you said these, the 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 coon dog got walkers blue ticks English all of them it goes it goes for days but there's a particular one that I prefer. Okay, what's that? And I, like I said, it's a walker. And then when it comes to, to running beagles, you got blue ticks. I, I like a strong-looking blue tick, and I like a good tricolor. A okay. good tricolor, I mean, the, the look of a dog first is all, it's already starting out. Even with English, when we talk about English pointers. Oh, yeah. So, so, so many different levels and different features of an English pointer nowadays. But you so want to. you're looking to. for that style when you start out. When you you look at the mom and the daddy, that style of that pointer, the chest on them, the, how deep their chest is, how big that head is, how them ears look on the... It's, it's, it's so many different things that you can look for, man. It's right. So many opportunities and options out there now. But for first thing is that pedigree. Does the daddy and the mama hunt? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, you know, it's just like buying a car, man. I'm not gonna buy a car if I don't know what it looked like. Exactly. I ain't buying. What you know? You just spoke, just spoke that up. So this guy, like me, speaking of uh, buying another pointer, a guy in Pennsylvania was asking me. You know, he had this dog for sale. And he wanted me to come get him. And, I, I told him, I said, well, I don't buy no dog on site. I don't, I don't, I don't, I have, I, I, I need to see him work. I need to see him. So I asked him, you know, is it okay if I see the dog work? Can I see him point? Can I see him hold? Can I see you work the dog? Because those are the things that I need to see you to do first while we're in the woods. What kind of commands is she responding to? You know, right. is she a hundred yard dog? Is she a 300 yard dog? Is she a 75 and in? You know, these are the things that when we talk about English pointers because of the, the drive that they have. We need to understand, and for the hunter that you're going to be, what you need to know. Because, like you said, there's so many different woods that we hunt, trials that we're going to be in. You don't want a dog cutting out, and as soon as you cut him loose, he runs 100 yards or 300 yards, and you want him to stay within that 75-yard range. Right. So I was, I would, like I told him, I said, I'm not going to run this Pennsylvania to pick up this dog. As a, and you, all you've sent me is pictures. Now, you know, in this day and age. We got the opportunity to see video and see you FaceTime, and you know we can work. We can. It's easier that way. Right. But I, I didn't get that kind of information. You know, it's an older guy. He didn't have that. He didn't, you know. So I, I understood. But I told him. I said, I'm. You know, I'd rather come and work, watch him work. Or if I could, we. Could, I can come halfway. And I. He was wanting to let me get the dog for a month and work the dog, which I told him that would have been good, great. You know. So we. I like I told you, man. We, we never picking a dog, buying a phone, buying a car, buying anything, without knowing whether or not it works. You, you—it's all your fault at the end of the day if that dog don't run, if the car don't run. Exactly. Like you—you you have to do the research, man. Now, do you like males or females more? I, I know that's such a, a trivial thing, but I'm, what, I, I'm a—I'm a—I like a female better. Okay. A female countenance is better, and for me, you know, they listen, they they, Not mind, for me. they mind better. My dad <laughs> like my dad likes a male, which is cool. I, now my my last my last English was a male. He was great. He followed instructions great. He listened to me well. But I also that also is a tribute to the pedigree. You see what I'm saying? It also is a tribute to what to, to how he has been raised at the house coming before I got it. You right. see what I mean? Right. So all all those things playing come into play. Um, 
but I prefer a female. You know, if I were to have my pick, I, I, I'd pick a female first. If 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 I had it now, that's that's before the look. Now, you know, you got you got some some English pointers, but like I, I've been looking for all black English boy. You know, I I I cannot find an all black English pointer. It's it's hard, man. You gotta go. You got you have to go overseas. You have to it's a, you have to order it and have because there's there's a lady here in America that has them, but she don't hunt. <laughs> you know, oh shit! Show, show dog, man. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you got to go over there and get them, man. Yeah. So now, Delvin Senior, why why you like males? Well, I, I'm more of a uh, uh, first of all, uh, uh, male don't get come and eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You can hunt. Uh, sometimes your female come and eat right in the middle of the season. It might be your best dog. But uh, uh, a female's a good, smart dog. But I, I like a male dog. And when I was coon hunting, uh, 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 I just like that. I like a good keto, strong keto dog. Yeah. And not just a female wasn't a strong dog, but she wasn't no strong keto dog. So I, I had a big male, Big Dean Wood. And uh, when he, when, when I say dead don't mean nothing. Yeah. He's gonna kill him all over again. And, that, and that's speaking of that's speaking he of coons up here at 30 pounds, man. And, that, and, that, and like I said, that's speaking of coon hunting. That's speaking of coon hunting. Yeah. Like I said, in my preference for bird hunting or for any any dog, like I said, I, I like a female. Like I got I got both a male and a female German Shepherd. I have we got a male English at the house and I had a male English. And I got all three female beagles. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But I had a, a chocolate was a, a nice German short hair yeah. female. Well, see, I keep all three females. A pack of females, I can run you around. I don't have to worry about having a male in the pack right now. Which, I'm, I'm, I'm by the end of the summer, I, I will have had added two. I'm going looking for two more to add to the pack. So, you know, it, it, it that, that has its benefits of, of, and it's, and it's, and it's when, like I said, you, you got a dog coming heat. If, if I'm running trial, I'm not having another dog in the woods when I'm running a trial unless it's a dual trial. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty much doing it by myself. If I'm out there, if I'm going to run with a buddy of mine and he wants to run his dog with me, then that's the difference. You know, I let him know I got my dog in heat. I, you know, we can run separate. I cut mine out first and then cut yours out in the afternoon or something like that. Uh, but it just, it just, it's all depends on how the day goes and how the hunt goes and how you want the hunt to go. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, you know, all right. So we talking about trials and and all of that stuff. Get a breakdown of of a Grand Night trial and all kinds of stuff like that. What's the breakdown? Okay. Now you saying you want to first of all you need to uh, get to become a Grand Night champion. You have to have twelve points. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So and you want to get him in and uh, you want you want you know you know you get. Uh, uh, 150 on the on the tree and and 100 on the strike and 150 on the tree. You know that, right? Okay. You, are you down? You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, so you drop out that night. Uh, uh, usually, a hunt. Uh, uh, you, I've seen them make grand night champions in the night. Okay. Oh, what you talking? Fine yeah. trees. Yeah, I was about to say that dog was working. He, I've seen it happen in the night. Okay. Now, I'm trying up in Ohio. Uh, that's where I saw that at. And what I'm trying to tell you is, matter of fact, uh, uh, a gentleman that uh, saw this box on the back of my truck last, about a month ago uh, stopped me, and uh, 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 the gentleman said, hey, what are you going to do with that? I said, man, look, I'm getting ready. It's old. I got it for my son. I'm, he don't think he wanted to finish it out. And, and this had the, the light metal on it. It was white. 
And uh, the old friend of mine, Rabbit Hunter, gave it to me, and I just, we kept it for that reason. But anyway, right. he says, don't I know you? I said, uh, yeah, bro, my name's Terry. What's your name? He said, Abdi. I said, yeah, Abdi, I know you was a walker hunter. He said, yeah, man, I met him in 1988 when I first started coon hunting in, in this town around here. And he's a barber down the street. Oh, wow. Said, uh, yeah, he, he started talking. He said, uh, yeah, man, and uh, your, your brother-in-law named Cook. I said, yeah, that's my brother-in-law, ex-brother-in-law now, but he's my brother-in-law. And uh, he said he had a dog named uh, 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 Magic. And you had a dog named uh, Boss Man. Y'all took him out one night, and we there, and, and I dropped my dogs out. And uh, he just chatted. But that kid, his buddy named Billy Meyer, is the one made that dog an English blue tick. Really? I'm telling you, man. That dog, uh, we started out right here at Midway, Ohio. It was about 15 miles from here, less than about 15 miles. And they hold great hunts. And help and and UKC hunts there, okay? Yes, sir. And, yeah, and uh, they they uh, coon hunters fell off uh, uh, for my knowledge of, of what's going on with them because uh, uh, Abney got me started. Then you keep talking more about getting into some coons than this birds here, and you 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 get me started again. Come on now, I, look, I ain't got nothing but time, so keep talking. <laughs> you get get me started here. So you know what, what what I'm saying is that that's what you have to do. So. Really, like I said, we cut loose up in Milwaukee. We cut loose five times. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, 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 so I tell you, I, I, I beat them four times on the tree, but I beat them three times on the strike. So you talking about if I get you to the tree? So uh, I'm either gonna get one fifty, a hundred. If that would have been a hunt, I'm just saying, giving you an example. Right. That dog got eight fifty, nine hundred points that night. God. Fifth. That's a running. I mean, just when you say that, I'm thinking about athletic ability alone. That's a running dog. Let me tell you something, bro. My son will tell you this. If I drop my dogs out, he come back to me in 12 minutes. It's time to go to the other side of the woods. Yeah, no. Nah. I didn't truck and treat him in less than 15 minutes. Uh, I'm going home. Dang. Okay. So, I mean, now, we're, but, I, but I cut my loose, boy. I bullshit you not. Ain't no shit. We don't shit. We get out the box. Okay. Yeah, we come. We came to work. We came to play. When I cut him loose. When I cut them loose. <laughs> and just gone. Hey, look here, cut. Hey, they, they ain't gonna. They ain't barking till they strike it. Yeah. Now, mind you, you ever got a dog that that you can't pull off a strike? Well, now I, I've had to go to some swamps and get some dogs. Okay. When he get on that tree, he's doing his job. Now, uh, he's done his job. Now I've had some that that uh, out there with that cold nose working them kind of dogs. Uh, if he ain't about his business, I've had them den them up. I mean, I've done a lot of coon hunting, buddy. Yeah. And and, and 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 you know, but when you prime a dog with somebody putting him in some coon hunting competition, you ain't got time for that, partner. Yeah, we need to get you. You could you could train them dogs to do this right here. When you cut that hound loose, man, I ain't kidding because you you I've I've had them. You know, you don't want to split slick tree in. You don't want to split tree in. You want to throw them feet up there and lay that head back and chop, chop, right? Miles yep. per hour, <laughs> chopping, and you know a good locate. Right, right now for for the listeners when they're talking about split tree, you talking about court, you know, quartering between trees. 
you you talking about a, a, a split tree? You got you got two trees. I'll, I'll give you uh, mm-hmm. say twenty yards apart. Right. But you don't ran a pair of coons. They running together. Maybe three, two, three. I might jump up that one tree, and the other might hit the other tree. But the tree that that dog sound that that he what my dog would come in, touch base on both of them. I know he doesn't touch base on both of them, but he gonna make Eddie would make a circle. Okay. Make sure they ain't come out of there. Okay. Either one of them come out of there. No, ain't to make sure ain't no coon don't come past that line he brought in. Okay. okay. He brought in that line. He make that circle, and I'm telling you, he go. Oh. He put his feet on that tree. He ain't going to another. Okay. Okay. Now, now other what? dogs will get off of that tree and win that other coon in there. Yeah. And go back to that other tree. Now you, that dog just disqualified. Wow. Okay. All right. He left, he left the tree. Yeah. 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 He ain't no real tree dog. Now. Tree dog. When tree you dog gonna stay there and lay it back, baby. No, nah, they gonna make sure it's up there, and, and when you get there, it's still there. You got that part right. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Now, when you get there, what what about the tone of the dogs howling? Like, what? How do you know the difference of them? Now, this is like a, 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 your dog when you get a bile or a chop or squall on your coon dogs, man. You you you're listening for your. Well, uh, uh, now I used to, I I used to uh, uh, get cage coons and do the roller cage in the backyard, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You learn your dogs barking. You know, and, and you got other dogs that'll come up. You, you just learn your puppies. You'll let you know your dog bark by the time you're four or five months old. You right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, now, and, 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 uh, 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 one they said with Dean with Drifter, he was, he squawled. Really? On the track. Okay. And he'll ball on the chop. And chop it off like that. Just that quick. But Eddie would come in and, Stop, but that dog was amazing. I, I should never. I'm telling you, that dog was amazing. Man. That dog was singing. That dog. See, it was just as true as Eddie, but Eddie, it's the style. Like me and Devil trying to tell you, and I was teaching him about the styles of the dog. But Eddie, see it. See it gonna climb that tree to get that coon. Really? Eddie, so, so see it was your best dog. No, he, he, was, he, he was. He was my. He was my man. Well, I'm sorry. One of your best dogs, but your main. Okay. He's my, he's my, he's my man. He's my kill dog. I tell you, he'll do that kill. Eddie, Eddie gonna sit there, do every technical thing that needs to be done in the book. And when he gets to that tree, he's gonna put his feet on, throw his head back. Yeah. You don't even have to put a leash on him. Really? So, I mean, every dog has their own individual characteristics. Yes. Okay. And, 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 and the, each dog uh, like you say, you're going to like something about, you should like something about that other dog you don't like from the other one. Right, right, okay. right, 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 right. But then right. again, you got that one, uh, 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 that was a gentleman that lived in, uh, lived in Franklin, Ohio. I didn't know his, uh, they ended up living in, he lived in Trotwood behind me, but I didn't know that he was related to some folks from my hometown. And uh, we got to hunting and he had a, uh, you heard of them English dogs? Uh, 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 yeah, well, he had he, he has some, he has some, some, some uh, them English English hounds, them red English hounds. Yeah, and uh, he was in uh, uh, at that time Full Cry Magazine 
as one of the top money getters in Ohio. Really? Yeah, but I told you, I, I, this time I was coaching college basketball. I was uh, really debating that I want to keep running the dogs uh, because I couldn't get them. If I can't get them my three nights a week, I, I won't have them. I got to get them a minimum three nights a week. Right. And that's on the low end. That, that's got to be on the low end because, you know, that's what that dog is ready to do. Right. You know, you're getting in that kind of hunt. Uh, uh, you don't, you don't want to, you, 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 you don't, you, you don't want to ruin a dog because he gonna ruin you. Right. He ain't, he's not getting no work. Look, he gonna he gonna wake you up twenty four seven. Right. <laughs> okay. Now I learned I I, I can touch my my window, and uh, they gonna hit that box and be quiet. Don't get me wrong. Right. I feast. You know, back in the day when I had them, but uh, the main thing is when that when 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 you get a good dog like that man, uh, uh, this guy was bragging we went on the house and I put a whipping on him that night too. <laughs> okay. And, and, and I put a whipping on him with the dog that night. Now to grant now all these, these dogs ain't turned eighteen months old yet. Dang. That's just how good they were. I still got connections to those bloodlines and those people and because I built relationships with them. Yeah. That's what this whole thing is. I, I I want my son to understand and I see that he's grasping is this is about relationships. Yep. Okay. This is about learning of people and keeping people interested in people through a dog. Yep. Yep. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's amazing how the community of, of hunters uh, uh, will, will, will talk to you. And if you didn't know that guy was a hunter, you have nothing else in common. Nope. Nope. You know, you, you know what, man? I'll tell you a, a, a great story that I had happened right in front of my wife. She was with me. And um, I was taking my lab to a uh, UKC hunt test, right? Okay. Um, and I don't, I don't really hunt test my, my lab, but the one that I did, this gentleman walked up to me and was like, hey, man, you know, and, and we're the only two black folks there. We're the only two there. Right. Right. And, and it's obvious. It but, happens all the time, man. They're very familiar with this conversation. Right, you know, right, know. right. We don't only two black folks there, but we, uh, dude comes up to me, and I would say his name, but I don't know if he want me to put it on the podcast, but... No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. We understand where you're coming from. Was it a point lab or flushing lab? No, just flushing lab. Okay. So, we there, and he says, you know what, man? He was like, I really appreciate you being out here. And I looked at him, and I'm like, I mean, I ain't do nothing. What what you talking about? And he was like, you know, we need more. He straight up told me. I, and I appreciate it. He was like, we need more black folks out here. Hey, I'm in two different clubs up here. And yeah. that's the same thing they say when, they, when they've when seen me and my son. I've been in one club since 1987. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't even pay no membership, nothing. I'm not, we're going to show up. We're going to do what we do. They know Mr. Terry. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I mean, and it, it's, that's the relationship was built. My wife was out there with me. They love my wife. They love they love her cabbage and collard greens. Yes, sir. And, all that kind of, and them crowded peas and, and all that kind of good stuff with okra. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, we build them kind of relationships, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to own this place. And, man, I never had any of that. He said, man, I, I never had nothing like this in my life. <laughs> right. And I mean, and, and that's what it's about, though. Yeah. That's what it's about is, is building these relationships 
You know, and it don't matter what kind of dog you got, man. No, man. You cut him loose at, at 10 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, or hell, 3 o'clock at night. That's right, man. But you're right. But you know what, man? Now, I want to ask you a question on your podcast. Go ahead. What kind, of work, what kind of work you do? So I'm a teacher. I'm an art teacher. So I'm an artist primarily. I'm a painter. And do I teach it. Do, huh? do you know Devlin's an artist? I did not, but now I do. My son and, uh, <laughs> went to Miami University here in Ohio. Okay. Uh, 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 Devlin's an artist. Well, damn, Delvin. I'm, I'm <laughs> represented <laughs> here in Atlanta, man. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I... I saw you study fine art, man. You know, I, I, I've been checking you out, brother. Uh, well, I appreciate it, man. Send me some of your work. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, man. I definitely send you some over, brother. Yes, please do. Like I, so I'm represented here um, up in Buckhead at the Bill Low Gallery. Um, yeah. I do a lot of abstract painting, but then I do a lot of sporting dog artwork at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you got to send me and send me some of that stuff so I can I can you know push it too because that's that's another component of it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You you know if we can sit here and, and love on a dog style and you can draw it or paint it or something like that. That's my that's what I love to do. I love to paint the dogs. I love to, I love landscape. I love you know when I when I first started you know drawing and, and doing. I'm a realist, so you know I. I that's what I enjoy doing. I, if I can see, if I can see it in my mind, that's I know my, my brother-in-law. He he loves the comic books. He can draw it front to back. Mm-hmm. He can draw Batman like it's the, right out of the movie. Yeah. But for me, for me, I can I I rather sit down and draw you and see you. I can do that. I can see. I can sit there and, and draw the landscape with the with him out there pointing at somebody holding, you know, shooting down the bird. That's that's what I love to do. So, Man, you need to be on the front cover of some of these Upland magazines then. (laughs) Come on, man. I did not know that. If you would have seen that, man, you should have got, you should have called me. That's you, brother. That's you, man. You you got it like that. Well, look, we're going to have to share some artwork. So, again, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, this is going to be a long-standing relationship, my friend. No, man, I- definitely, man. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, when you build a relationship, man, you start learning people, man, and learning what, they, what they're into. And I, this, it's basically, bro, just a friendship that ain't going to end because dude, I enjoy dogs. You enjoy dogs. Now we know we love artwork, man. And that's pretty much kind of what kind of steamrolled the Housing of America with some of the designs, because I didn't want it to be just the basic T-shirt design right. of America throw it on there. So I wanted to give kids an opportunity to wear something that they would want to wear. Right. You know, kind of cool looking. You know, you got you got, you have so many of these different coon hunters or bird hunter shirts that just is like, oh, my bird hunter. Right. You know, and and you know, you you say you're a hunter, but then you, you it's like, oh, I can't throw camouflage on and make sure hunter. Right. I didn't want it to be that. I wanted it to be. You know something a little different. I want it to be, you know, throwing. You can you can wear it and still feel comfortable. You can wear it and still throw some Nikes on with it and be like, hey, I'm 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 just moving through here. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I mean, keep going, man. Like what what all? When did Houndsman of America start? And what all have you done with it? Where are you trying to go with it? Both of you. Well, guys. well, um, it started probably about a year and a half ago. A little bit more than that with the idea of what I wanted to do. But, I, you know, I took it ahead and, and just took a leap of faith and jumped into it um, and said, this is what I'm going to do. 
went ahead and did it. Right. Um, you know, and so with, with that, with the edu- my parents, like I said, my parents are education in the educational system, and it gives it gives me the opportunity to, to, to step in and really be in the face of the kids and let them know that this is something real. We can real you can really step out, be a hunter, be a fisherman without having your somebody's nose turned up to you and say, "Oh, you do that? Oh, what? I would have never guessed you to do that." Because, like I said, I can dress up and 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 put some bad boy. You know, Steve Madden's on and, and some Sperry's and keep it looking good. I can look good, but I best believe when I step out of here, I'm going to put some boots on and I'm going to hike. Oh, absolutely. So, and hell, you you talk to me too long, I might get out there and hunt with some Steve Madden's on any damn way. You, you hear what I'm saying? My wife can't stand it. My wife can't stand that. I just bought them shoes. Hey, I, this man talking too good to me. He said I couldn't run this dog right. I'm going to go out here showing you. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, brother! But that, but that's pretty. That's that passion and love for it. Pretty much started. I listened to your last podcast, and the, when the, and when the guy said, you know, he he was he was just on the road, and him and that dog, and, um, it, it's pretty much that same thing. I had that one dog that turned my life around, man. Yeah, yeah. It it, it gave me that opportunity to say I can do this, and and just try it out and just make it happen. You know, it, yes, this sir. dog, JoJo. It was a beagle, and I paid fifty dollars for this dog, man. It was like, okay, the guy was like, "Give me fifty, I gave him fifty. But I put so much time and effort in. I was working, I was working third shift during that time. Yep. And so all I had during the day was time. It was yeah. Me and him. Yeah. And so I mean, this dog, man, I I put him against any dog in the world, man. And so when I when I had him. He kind of built that me and that bond, me and him. And like I told you, I had already had dogs previously. I'd already been running hounds and all kinds of different dogs before that. But it was just something about this particular dog that got my blood boiling every time. Yeah. And it took me to another level, man. And so um, that it made me start thinking about beagle trials, which I never thought about getting in trials for for for, for, for beagles. Um, and it was kind of it was kind of different, but. Because of the difference in, and 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 when I studied it, when I started learning about it, line dogs, it was different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They, you had to you had to work a dog based on him staying on the trail and staying in line. Yeah. And so based on what I wanted out of my dog, it didn't fit for me because, you know, I like the faster dog. I like the dog that can move through the woods and that is going to get in the briars and, and which a line dog and, and a trial dog will. But they don't move as fast. You see what I mean? Right. So, so they, it kind of steered me away from that and kept me into just working dogs and getting into it with with guys around here and, and running dogs. So, with that being said, man, move what's what eight, nine years forward, and I'm here. And and it was like just giving that giving me that opportunity to with kids with the family having my kids see giving me the opportunity to see them grow see their interest in it with my oldest daughter and make it just say it was a, you know, some people, when you say take a leap of faith and just do it, that was what it was. It was like, I'm just going to do it. You know, I had been talking about it so long, I'm going to do it. And then building the brand that came behind it was because I, I'm an artist. I like the, the fact that to see art, I like the fact to see something created mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. on a shirt, on pavement, on whatever. I just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, that's pretty much how that started, and then the organization of what I wanted it to look like built up from there. So, right. you know, when people, when people see my like the T-shirts and stuff, that's not necessarily what the 
the business of it is, it's just that's just we have shirts that we sell. Like the brother, like I think it what's the guy you had on before? I think it was it was Lone the Lone. Oh, Lone Duck Chronicles, yes, Lone sir. Duck, that, I mean, I, that story resonated with me so much, brother, because it's exactly how I it's, I I go back. I'm going between these different trials and selling these different shirts, and you know, it's the same kind of deal. And yep. it was like, man. You know, he he gave me a kind of that inspiration that it it's, it's bro, I can do this. You know what I mean? Right. And so, and just listening to him gave me that opportunity, man, to be like, oh man, you know what? I was right. I did do the right thing. You know, because yeah, it's gonna be some bumps, like you said, it's bumps in, along the way. You're gonna have them folks that tell you, uh, oh, that ain't worth a lick. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're gonna do this. You're gonna you're gonna do what? Running dogs? You're gonna do what? Hunting? And you know, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do because it's I'm passionate about it. And when I'm passionate about someone, with anybody's passionate about something dive head first into it, give it your all, and God's going to control you the rest of the way. So Absolutely. That's, that's what I totally believe in, brother. Absolutely. Well, and you said it, and mind you, I was just with Bob this past weekend. I um, yeah. I told you I went to the, the Kentucky Derby with the You Can Uber yeah. folks. Man, yeah. you know, this, this, this industry, this game that we're in, man, like, we, it, it didn't matter that I was the only black guy there. Uh-huh. It didn't matter. What mattered was we're all into the same thing. You know, we all have a, a, a story that's compelling. Every every one of the guys that I met there, you know, was just as inspiring, you know, as Bob. You know, and Bob was dope, mind you. We sat, you know, sat around and talked and all kinds of stuff like that. And that was the first yeah, time yeah. I had a chance to meet him formally. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But... Bro, this dog world is crazy, and then it's great. And, and like I said, I'm glad you said that you were an artist because that adds to the story. Artwork yeah. is the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Th- this this whole you know drawing, painting, being able to articulate the landscape. Yes. Um. You know that yeah. is bird dogs or hound dogs. That's right. You know that's the thing that's gonna keep our history going, man. That's right, brother. Right. You know, being able to do that. So I'm actually really glad that you, you got something out of that podcast with Bob. But like I said, I want to, if you don't mind, I want to post, you know, some more of your artwork on the Gundog Notebook and show folks, man. Because, you know, that's just that's just something that I did not know. Um, yeah. But it's a very important aspect of our tradition. It is, man. And, you know, being being... Like I said, being an artist and drawing and l- loving art mm-hmm. um, gave, gave me the opportunity when wild hunting. I, I mean, I've sat in the woods and drawn. I've you know I've, I've sat in, at, at the lake and drawn some stuff. You know, so, I mean, I've, you always you always doodling something. I mean, it, but doing that, I see I see like I said, you see art everywhere. I see it right. everywhere. Like, it's in like I said, if, if I'm looking at my dog or if I'm looking at another dog or I'm looking at someone through a, through a logo up, I look, like I'm looking at the concept of it. I love like if I'm looking at how my page grew, I look at what I threw up five years ago and how I drew it versus how I might draw it now. And it's right. like how I see things is totally different, you know. Right. Right. Because of the, because of the artistic mind that I have and my wife, you know, what I'm saying I'm I'm a very patient person. Like I said. I, well, even when I train dogs, even when I'm in, you know, when I'm teaching. I was going to say, you can't run dogs and not be a patient person. Yeah, 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 man. So it's, it's that's just my, my, I, I, I'm an easygoing person, man. 
and you know, I try to I try to live life to the best way, best of my ability. I, I train based on the fact, like I said, I don't know if you see what a red fern grows or not. But oh, but come on, man! Like <laughs> I done read the book and seen the movie. Come on, man! That's my that's my favorite book in the world. And I when I first watched that, man, I base I base training on that. When I you know, said you got to meet God halfway, yeah, and and you got to meet your dogs halfway. So I, I I train that way. I live my life on that. If I expect something i gotta i gotta go get it i expect god to do it for me i gotta go get it if i expect my dog to do it i gotta go meet him in the woods and do it right so that that's just how i work i live that way that's how it's so patient man and i and like i said i when i like I said i saw your page man i saw you study fine arts man i was like man i, I knew i like this brother man. <laughs> <laughs> well look I, I i do a little something something man like yeah, I, I do a little something, something. <laughs> I, like I said i I, I ain't no, I ain't no Picasso or nothing like that. I just like to draw. <laughs> Man, well, I, I mean, I just, I like the artwork aspect of, it. and even the literary. See, now you, you getting even more into my ballpark because not, not only can you talk about artwork, but let's talk about literature. You know what I'm saying? Like, you talk about where the red fern grows. You're not, you're not hunting birds. You're not. I don't think you're hunting birds. I don't think you're hunting dogs. If you haven't gone and read that book, like, you know what I'm saying? Like me and me and my wife, we grew up. I met her when I was 12. We went to Woodward Academy private school and we had to read Where the Red Fern Grows. And we watched the movie. And even as a kid, I was like, damn, I want some red ticks like that. Like, shit, you know, and to watch that young man grow with his dogs. That's the story that we all have. Hey man, that that is it. When you watch me, you speak of the story of Old Yeller and all of those different stories of man and his dog, a boy and his dog, and it's I've watched. I mean, I've watched every one of them. When you talk about where the red fern grows. I've watched red fern grows one, the red fern grows two, mm-hmm. red fern grows three. I've read them, so it's like I I can relate to the story because of my history, because right. of how I feel with a dog. And you know, I show my kids, my daughters. I mean, they've got different, tra- you know, translations of it now with Disney and stuff like that now. But it's not the same if you ain't re- watched the original. Right. You gotta watch the original. You gotta watch. FYI, the original is on YouTube. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those for those people that need to go watch it now. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 So let let me ask you this, man. And and I know we've been on the line for a long time, and this is dope. Um. Let's let's. I want to kind of break down for my listeners because first of all, you broke down a lot of my questions without me even asking you. First of all, um, you and, and your father are dope folks. But let's let's talk about the differences because I didn't cover this. What's the differences between walkers, blue ticks, red ticks, and black and tans? Um, and then the differences between the beagle breeds too. And I want to get into your social media content as well. Okay. Well, the difference, in, like I said, it's all about preference when, at the end of the day when it comes to the dogs to start with, the style of the dog, what you're looking for and the pedigree of the dog. When you spoke of Pac-Man, you're looking at a lineage and a difference of what, what you're buying into, you know? Um, and so when you're picking a dog, um, you're basically, you're pretty much going with, Hey, my buddy said this, or I've read this, or I've researched this. And you, you kind of fall in love with a particular breed. Right. And it's, it's the kind of the same thing with beagles and the same thing with bird dogs. You fall in love. And you, if you read it and study it enough, you learn what, what fits you. 
what what best fits your your style of hunting what best fits you know what you're into and how you move through the woods and what you like out of a dog you know right you, like it, it so it, it it's it's pretty much a hard kind of like i said if i walked into a house and i saw a, a walker a blue tick and an english I'm going to pick that walker because that's what I grew up and I know I'm going to get out of that walker. I know the heart that I might see out of that walker. But at the same time, my buddy of mine is a blue tick and I got another buddy of mine that loves the English. And it all it all builds up on, he may have had an English two years ago that was harder than my walker that made him love English. Right. See what I mean? Right. And so it's, it just, it's, it's, it's one of those things that whatever kind of got your button going when you first got that dog, is, is is what you kind of lean towards, and the same thing with iPhone and Apple, iPhone and Samsung. I've been an Apple Apple guy since they came out. Oh, you the right kind of guy. Tell me, Samsung is where to go. So yeah, I, I'm the same. I'm the same way about about it. Now, I started out with a German shorthand. Okay. And as I got older, to be able to study dogs, that does it. Did be transitioning to English didn't mean that. German Shorthair wasn't the, wasn't a good dog. Yeah. Because I've had plenty of great dogs out of the German Shorthair. But for my style and what I looked at and what I liked the look of out of that English and the drive and what I saw from horse trialers and and some big trial guys, you know, I watched Fur Miller and, and his dogs. It just I fell in love with that. I watched his documentary on his dogs and how what he put into his dogs. So I kind of fell in love with English. You know, and it just it just it just kind of rolled from there. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. So and and I want to get on that, man. And, you know, you bring up a good point. Um, You bring up a very, very good point. So, you know, I love the continental breeze, the German short hairs, all of that stuff. But you and I are both traditionalists. What is it about a pointer and an English pointer? That really gets you straight. For me, it's about the Georgia history, man. I, I've I've seen damn good plantation dogs that were English pointers, and yeah. that got my guns going, man. Like, what is it? You know, because and, and I'm a, and I'm a, I'm gonna push your buttons because a lot of people, a lot of listeners, like to compare the two, the short hairs versus the pointers. What is right. it? it? I mean, for me, I mean, if we're gonna speak directly to the dog. I I love the way that tail comes up on a point. I love the way it might straighten out on a point. And you know what I'm saying? Being that being that is you have that white color moving through the woods, that 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 kind of gets me going already. I can spot my dog, I can see that point from a long distance. Um, I've had dark chocolate looking pointers when it comes to, to, to German short hairs. And I mean no, don't get me wrong, the point is still beautiful. But it's something about the English, that tail, that point, that style in which he does it, that makes me just say, that's the one. Right. He is He is the original bird dog. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Daddy. Look, I was waiting on somebody to say it. He's the original bird dog, and that's what made the walker what he is today. Really? That's right, partner. Okay, so give me give me some background on that. 49... 49 Ancestries of the uh, of the Dog. Look that book up. I can't think of the owner of it, the, the, the author of it right now. It's 49 Ancestries of the Dog. And you're going you're gonna to tell you how, how how the hound came about. And that that, that English pointer is, is the foundation. 
It's the let me let me let me and y'all might appreciate this. My my guy down in uh Thomasville, Neil Carter Jr., listen to his podcast. He talks about that a little bit. The English pointer was uh a descendant of the July hound. That's why you got your nose. That's right, bro. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's how you got the nose. They got the best nose of any dog. They can, they can, and, they and, can and, pull and, it, man. And he can do it. <clears throat> They say a bloodhound supposed to have the best. I don't think a bloodhound got a better nose than a point. Nope. 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 I don't that, that's just and if you look at that snap and you watch how they move, I mean you can see it. I mean once they catch that wind and how they move through the through the through the bushes and catch I watched your dog the other day. I watched your pup the other day catch that catch that scent mm-hmm. of wind. And I mean she, she he worked through it. He worked through it, he worked through it until he found what he was looking for. Yep. That's exactly what you want. And that's that. Don't. It's not to say that another dog won't have a stronger nose. Like a, you can. I've had my. Like I said, my dad had a had a German short hair, and his name was Charlie. <laughs> big, strong body, big chest, looked like a pit bull when he stand up. Yeah. He had a great nose. He kept a tail. He kept a long tail on him. So I mean, when you you I I was standing on top of a pheasant. We were in the snow. <clears throat> These guys had their dogs out. They had their best dogs out and everything. I'm standing on top of this pheasant. I didn't know. I mean, I mean, it's, it's it, this pheasant is under the snow, under the grass, which is t- over top of it. Right. He gave a hundred dollars for Charlie. He was awesome. Uh, he gave a hundred dollars for this dog. So I'm standing there on top of this this, this bird, not knowing. We raised. I'm them. watching these two dogs that these other guys say are the best dogs on they on, in the field that they got. So I said, okay, we watch him. Charlie comes working through there. I mean, he he jumps this big, huge briar patch and stops on a dime. I mean, right next to me. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, he's, I'm thinking he's killing. You see, we hunt with a guy got two English pointers out of Arizona, shipped to him. Dang. This guy, this guy, got these dogs, and these who dogs have have ran past me a few times. Charlie then jumps to heal to me, right next to me. I'm thinking he's healing, and I'm telling him I'm trying to get him to push. I'm grabbing his his collar, find him, son. I'm trying to get him. Search it up. I'm talking to him. This dog says. I mean, he's, po- he's looking at my foot. But I'm telling you, I'm standing right there. It's a true story. I'm standing, I'm standing right here. He's looking at my foot. <clears throat> I'm in the snow. So I'm pushing him. I'm pulling him. He, I mean, he's, mind you, I'm telling you about his body size, like a pit bull side. He's right. taking all of it to try to get him to move. And as I moved, I stepped off the bird. And that bird's head popped up right there. I couldn't believe it. Big old, beautiful pheasant in the snow. And that nose... Of that German short hair turned me out. I was in the them dogs over there ten about ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't find that bird. So, but it's so I, that doesn't that doesn't say like say the English is there's there's dogs that have a great nose, but that is what you look for. Right, like we talked about in the pup starting out. But right. what we're talking about the history of that English pointer is why you decide to fall into that love, fall into it, what you're looking at, looking for out of that that English pointer. Is why we fall in love with that particular. But that that nose is is some about it. But I had that that German short hair that could. I mean, it, it he he tripped me. I mean, I'm I'm never always trust your dog's nose. This is the key to that story. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and mind you, you know, I got guys that I I work with buddies of mine that got damn good German shorts. My buddy yes, Richard got yes, damn good, but. It's something, I mean, when I tell you, even when my dog, when my little pointer, four months old, got to go out and piss, he working scent. 
That's right. That's right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's the way that these dogs move, and yeah. it doesn't mean that you, you know anybody else's decision is better than the other. But right. I can tell you down here, man. Like it, it's funny. I was at the um, on the Yukonuba trip, and I was talking to to Bob, the guy you were listening to, and um, yeah. a few other folks, Ethan, and and so on and so forth, and. You know, I told him, I was like, man, you know, I got a pointer because, hell, I ain't never seen no bad pointers. That's right. And 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 mind you, the dudes checked me. It was so funny. The dudes checked me. It was like, <laughs> well, hell, you ain't never been around folks that's going to keep a bad pointer. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a fact, though, man. Listen, so you, you the guys that... We had, we had six. That's, that's right. You know what I'm saying? You, I've been around some folks. I mean, they're not going to keep a bad dog in their, in their kennel, man. Mm-mm. You know, and so so knowing and knowing that, you, those are the kind of people you want to be around. You want to be around those people that's going to train you right, teach you right, give you that insight on how to pick a dog and what dog to stick with. Because like I said, we like I said we started off with that Walker and he wasn't worth a lick. I started out with some some bad dogs and and, and looking at that dog thinking, man, God, this is a deer dog. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Durrell. Yes, sir. It's been wonderful. I'm going to go home. He's going to head home. Well, you you know, I got a couple of questions. It has been wonderful. I'm about to round up soon, too. But Mr. Delvatary Sr., you know, I can't thank you enough. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure. And I owe you some wild birds now. Huh? I owe you some wild birds. Uh, uh, You just started something that... uh, won't finish. <laughs> well, the only person I, I don't think anybody gonna have a problem with that. So uh, we, we, we gonna we gonna bond and move. And this is if we don't, we lying on this podcast. Oh no! Well, that's the that's the point. Is recorded, so ain't nobody gonna lie on here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right, man. But, that, but like you said, man, we definitely we definitely will will be down there, man. Like I said, the man. The, the relationship over just over the phone, man. Like I said, we've talked before, but 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 being on the phone and, and having a conversation, man, talking dogs, talking talking hounds, man, and, and talking the love of the sport, man. It just, that's that's the connection that builds builds relationships. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, you got, and, and I'm gonna let you go because I know it's it's been a while, but. Um, man, I ain't got nothing for time, brother. You know, I'm sitting here on the back of the patio. All right. Well, let me get one more in then. Let me get one more. Go ahead, man. Okay. So, and, and this is more just about the social media aspect because I do want uh, people to go check your videos. I watch your videos all the time. When you got live, when you got Facebook, whatever it is, man, you know, how are you? I mean, seriously, this sounds, this probably is a stupid question, but how do you work dogs? While you on Instagram Live, like it, you but you handle them so well. Yeah, well, see that, and that I, because I, 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 the way I train dogs, I expect the best out of my dogs, man. So even when it, any dog can do anything at any time, given time, don't get me wrong. But when I'm in the field working with the dog and trying to, whether it be my beagles, whether it be the bird dogs, I'm I'm teaching and working at the same. I'm learning the dog. He's learning me every time we go out. Every 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 time we're in the woods, I'm learning something new about my dog. So it's 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 just a you know. I, when we talk about the art, it's, I had, I'm falling in love with photography to some degree. You know what I mean? Yep. So it kind of it kind of gives me that that insight on being a perfectionist in the woods with the phone or with the camera. Uh, you know, and, and uh, it, it it so. It, 
I don't know how I do it, man. It's just I try I try to be as much as attentive with the dogs. My partner, Deshaun, man, he's normally the one, you know, not rolling them. Or if I get if I get time to be able to, to roll one while I'm on the phone uh, or on on the camera, I try to. But it 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 it, it has its his days, man. It's like I said, it's bloopers also. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where, yeah. Where I, where I have been on 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 the camera, man, working the patch, and I slipped and fell, and, and so it, it's. It happens, brother. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's I get it. I try to deliver some good content, man, to, to, to the people watching. And I try to give them the opportunity to see just a glimpse of the love that I have for it. At the same time, give a, give, give a little bit of my personality. Because, like I said, I'm, I'm an easygoing. I'm fun. I love people. I love working dogs, man. So I love my family. I love, I love watching my kids grow. And, it, and, you know, I try to give that whole little little amount of, of, of insight and just a small little clip of the one minute or, you know what I'm saying? We're just not getting ready to transition into YouTube uh, for next year. We try to do some, try to do some full hunts, man. Good so stuff. I'll be, I'll be down there to do a full hunt with us now. We coming, coming soon. Come on. And, and you know, we, so that, that, that's kind of the stuff that I just kind of get into, man. And, and no real, no real skill behind it. I just, it just happens, man. And, and it, if, if something, Pops up in between, like I said, that that is. I've I've had the opportunity to catch him, you know, while I'm working the dog on camera, and him him able to flush one up or get one up and, and knock him down at the same time, or watching my daughter kill her first rabbit while I'm on the phone. So it's been all those kind of things where it's like, damn, I really caught that on camera, you know? Right. <laughs> wow. Well, Delvin, shoot, man, like we we got a lot more to go, man, and. You know, I just can't thank you enough. Um, number one for working with me, but, but number two for being like I really do think you are a huge role model for the industry, man, and for the community. Not the industry, but I mean, hell, I think the community is bigger than the industry because what happens is you start to share knowledge, you start to make history. Yeah. You know, I start to feel like industry is a little bit too businessy of a word. That's that's both ways too, man. You know, you're doing the same thing, man. Well, being an educator and, and, and being able to, to talk about the history of the sport and talk about these things that you do with, with, with the, these guys on the podcast, your social media, brother. It's it's a pleasure to be able to be a part of this man as well, man. So I thank you for having me, brother. Well, definitely, definitely. Um and I'm gonna wrap this up, man. You just hang on a second. I wanna close out with you, but guys, this is another episode, another awesome episode. Um, a surprise episode with Delvin Terry and Delvin Terry Sr. So with that, I'm going to close out. Uh, stay tuned for another episode of the Gundog Notebook Podcast. We'll catch y'all later.